You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, everybody? This is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development, Build 206. It's another episode of Build Black Wealth Podcast, and I'm here joined with my good friend and one of our instructors of one of our workshops. She did a workshop on life insurance and estate planning, the lovely Tiana. Thanks for for joining us. No problem. Glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, for sure. So tell us a little bit about your background and the industry that you're in, how, how you kind of got involved in that. Okay. So um, I've always worked in finance and uh, finance in the finance world. And um, I was a buyer for like 20 years. And I think I went through like an epiphany in life where I was kind of like, what am I doing with my life? And where do I want to go? And what goals do I have? And where do I want to see myself? My son went to college and things kind of slow down and you pour into your kids. And then when it's time to kind of look at yourself and like, what do I want? So I kind of did that. I was like thinking about finances, where I wanted to be, where my goals were and realized that I wasn't even like contributing my full max of my 401k at work and all of these things. And so um, I lost my mom and she didn't have life insurance. And then, so that was my first experience with dealing with, life insurance or not having it and all of these things. And so then a a little while after that, I found myself in a position where I didn't have life insurance. I always had it through a job. And then I went and got life insurance on my own. And I was like, how many people don't know how to do this? And so I was like, what if I could teach people how to do this or help people have these resources? So that's kind of how I got into it. And um, I had to study and pass a state exam and that was a lot after, you know, just going to a job every day and not really right. having to study and take tests and things like that. But it was rewarding and it was nice to learn something new and grow and elevate, you know. How long have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing it for a year now. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> what is your motivation? You kind of touched on something, but I wanted to give you a little bit of room to elaborate. Like, what is your motivation for doing the work that you do and uh, who do you do it for and why? Um, I would say the motivation mostly is is my mom and ha- and going through that experience. Um, today's actually her birthday. She would have been sixty today, so it's Happy been birthday, mom. I know. So what a dope opportunity to come on here and speak today. Uh, and for you know, for my family and my cousin, um, it was really impactful. I signed him up, him and his family, and he's like, "You're the beginning. Like this is the start for our family." to build generational wealth. It started with you to educate yourself to now educate us. And so I just thought that was super powerful and um, doing it for my family, the community, um, to educate the community, like as well as you do is financial literacy and knowing what, what's out there and what we could utilize, you know, as a community. Dope. Um, In your own words, why is building wealth important for the black community and how does your industry like really tie into building wealth for our community? Um, It's super important. I think that a lot of other communities, cult, you know, cultures, races, they have a heads up there. They have 
what they call old money, you know, uh, they're still spending their grandparents' money or great grandparents' money. Like I think sometimes we think for today and we should be thinking for tomorrow and the next generation and all of those things and setting these things up. And it's not just life insurance. Like there's so many other things involved in it. Right. Um, learning about annuities, learning about IRAs, um, but having these things in place. So, and then let's just talk about like, the fact that it's tax free, like this is right. you're building tax free money that's going to go to the next generation, and this is how people build trust and families. Like you have a family of ten, and everybody has a two hundred or three hundred thousand dollar policy, and then now someone passes away. Now this money has now this family has this wealth right. that they can then build businesses on, and they don't have to go to traditional banks and. It's very powerful, you know, building that for your family and having access to those funds to do what you guys need to do, send your kids to college and yeah, not right. be in debt. Right. Or pay off debt or not leave debt for, for folks or whatever. Right. So dope. Um, so what are some common misconceptions or myths in our community about the industry that you're in, life insurance, estate planning, those types of things? What are, what are some things that you see like you're coming across that you want to kind of dispel? Yeah, I think... The number one issue is thinking you have more time, mm. <laughs> um, waiting until you, when you need it, then it's usually not available for you. Um, we should be talking to the community about people getting it earlier. When you're, when you're the healthiest and you're your youngest, that's when it's the most affordable. Don't wait until you're 60 with diabetes to try to decide now you want life insurance. So, um, or that it's expensive, you know, if you, if you can, if you can, um, obtain policies while you're younger, then it's not as expensive as it can be as, as you get older. Another thing is that I've heard is like, it's a scam or it doesn't work or they'll take my money or, you know, things like that. And the main thing is that if you have a policy, who knows that that policy exists? If only you know, then how do they pay out your family? Right. So putting those things into place, um, you know, sometimes with certain financial advisors or life insurance agents, they'll work with estate um, planner lawyers to kind of put those things in play. Like, and then that goes, that opens up another door to start talking about who's your um, power of attorney, who makes decisions if you're medically incapacitated to make those decisions. Like do, that's the most important part to have all these things in order, you know? Yeah, share a little bit about why it's more expensive or why you recommend folks get it when they're the most healthy, you know, because I mean, people hear that, but they may not really understand mm -hmm. what it means. So I think it's an opportunity for us to use this as a learning teaching moment. Yeah. Um, so basically when we're older, it's, you're more of a risk, uh, you know, with anything, nothing is, everybody's doing something for some reason. Right. So right. like if you're getting life insurance at 20, when you don't have any health issues, you don't, um, you're not a smoker. All of these things are basically rewarding you for being healthy. Now, if you're, I look at life insurance like you're buying money. You're right. buying money for pennies on the dollar. So if you're buying a policy and it's $20 a month, the likelihood of you passing away at 20 is lower than a 60-year-old trying to get life insurance with right. health issues. And so the thing is, is that if you get a million-dollar policy and you're 20 years old, you're probably going to pay in that till for at least 30, 40 years, or at least that's the hope. Right. 
a 60-year-old with diabetes, they can't pay into their policy long. They get a million-dollar policy, which they wouldn't be approved for one, but they get a million-dollar policy and they they pay into it one time, payment of $100 or $200. Now the company has to pay out a million dollars because right. you've paid one premium. That's not beneficial for any business. So the longer you can pay into it, they'll give you a lower amount. If you're trying to get it in your last stages of life, then... Then I heard you say something about smokers. I'm assuming if people smoke or whatever, the policy is more expensive no matter what age you're at. Correct. Because it's a higher risk. Correct. A higher risk. There's a couple different risk buckets, as they call them. And um, some companies, you're completely uninsurable depending on what things you have going on, health issues or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, if you're healthy, young, non-smoker, that's your bet. bet. And you can tie into a 20-year policy. And another thing people don't realize is depending on what company you use is that you're essentially buying, you're essentially locking in your health and your age at the time you apply. Right. So there's some convertible. That's another thing is educating yourself on the different types of insurance. Like I know a lot of, I talk to a lot of people, I'm like, my grandma got a policy on me. Okay, well, what does that look like? Right. How long has your grandma been paying it? What's the the death amount? What's the, the face amount of the policy? Some people don't even know those things. Right. Like. Your grandma could be paying for a burial. You only get $10,000, but she's been paying $100 for 30 years. Like, right. let's try to figure this out. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just figuring out what type of insurance you have. But there's a term insurance you can buy. Term is like renting a house. Term is you're just kind of getting some insurance to have pure protection. Um, normally, it doesn't build any kind of cash value. It's just pure protection. If you own a home. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. Okay. Term is something that you would want if you own a home and you have a family. Like you have a $500,000 loan, you want to make sure that if something happened to you, does your life insurance cover that $500,000 loan for your family to still maintain the lifestyle they're used to living? Right. Um, a lot of the job uh, insurances are like $20,000, $10,000. They're, they're going to kind of keep you afloat for a while, but they're not going to do anything significant. Right. To, yeah. So um, I will always... Um, advise people to get term insurance for those kind of things while the kids are little. Uh, whole life is something that's a little bit more permanent. That's usually can build some cash value. Um, it kind of sticks with you. So and that's a little more, more, the premium's a little higher. Correct. Okay. Correct. And you're saying to get, it's better to get locked in on that earlier. Yep. So you get oh, the lower rates. Yes, absolutely. So some insurance companies, when you lock into term, I know that there's an insurance company you lock into a, let's say a 10 year term, and it's $30 a month, you can then convert that into a whole life policy. And when you, that's why I always tell clients, like even if you can't afford to buy your house right now, at least rent it, right. set yourself up for the potential to buy it. And then when you do that, you're locking in your health and your age at that time. So five years later, let's say you at 35, you're 30 and you lock this in and five years later, you're like, yo, I have enough money. I've you know, established myself in my career. Now I wanna turn this into a whole life you're going to be rated as a 30-year-old instead of a 35-year-old. Right. So that's even if you develop health issues? Even if you develop oh, so they're going to go off that initial intake. Correct. Okay, cool. So that's super powerful for people to have that information. Like, it's something you want to have. Like, nobody wants to, like, create a GoFundMe or do anything to kind of bury you or try to get your last, you know. Figure stuff out. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back here in a second with Tiana. 
informed about your rights as an employee working in the city of Seattle. Check out BUILD's labor law information at www.build206.com forward slash labor standards today. Welcome back to the Bill Black Wealth podcast. We are here with Tiana, uh, one of our instructors from our Bill Black Wealth workshop series, and she is in the industry of life insurance and a bunch of other financial products. So welcome back from our commercial break. Thank you. <laughs> um, what is the most what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? I know you've only been doing this for a year, but you said you've kind of been in finance and things that you've done. And you're like that put you this. So what's like, kind of like what's the most important lesson uh, that you would share? Um, unfortunately, you can't help everybody as bad as you want to. Everybody is uh, not in the right mindset to want to be helped. Or I, when I got into this, I was so green. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Everybody's going to build black wealth and they're going to build generational wealth for their families. And then it's like, hey, we have an appointment. And they're like, you know, or they don't see the value in it right. until it's too late. I've since I've been in this industry, I've had clients, oh, I, I want to do it later. I want to do it later. Oh, okay. And at first I was so eager. I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. And now I'm kind of like, when you're ready, you'll come to me, right. you know? And when they have, unfortunately, they've had health issues. Like, oh man, the doctor just told me this. Now I got to get it. Well, now I can't really work with much because- Or you're going to pay an extra premium for that. Or just, yeah. I've, I've had clients just be declined, right. like flat out felonies like believe it or not you know there's certain things that just besides smoking your health like is it all felonies i don't know if it's all felonies okay. but felonies sometimes that's... can take you out the game wow. um if you're out here bungee jumping and riding atvs just living a very risky, risky life risky behaviors what they consider to be real bad, bad investment yeah correct yeah so um that's why um life insurance to your job normally everybody's just approved because the pool of mortality is wider right. and they're covering more people. So, but when it's one-on-one -on -one insurance, it's, it's pretty strict. And but the problem with the job is it's tied to your job. So if you move on or lose a job or whatever, then you the lose thing. that policy. You yeah. can't really roll it, roll it somewhere else. I mean, and if you pay extra money into it, it's done. So a lot of, some of the things I've learned too is, uh, we also, I can, um, facilitate with long-term care. Um, disability insurance. I try to talk to a lot of entrepreneurs right? because they don't have all these things tied into their business because they're entrepreneurs. So it's like, if you're a hairstylist or you cut hair or whatever you may do and you hurt your arm and now you can't work, how do you pay your bills? Right. So it's important to talk to people about the different options. I think when people hear life insurance, it's like super morbid. Like nobody wants to talk about death. Right. But we're all going to, we all have an expiration date. You, we just don't you know come when. come in and you go out, right? It's either way. Yeah. That's, that's life. And right. as bad as you don't want to talk about it, it's still going to happen, you right. know? And so, um, but also, what else are you, like, there's other things that we have to think about. Like when we're older with this long-term care, who's going to take care of us when we're 80 years old? Right. What are you going to do? And if you do have 401ks and IRA set up or whatever you have set up, how are you going to deplete that by not having things in order? Right. Um, and then, like I said, speaking on disability, it's like you hurt yourself. How will you pay your bills? What are one or two tips that you've learned that you would like to share with the community about your industry? Like really, like what are the top like things that you think people should know that you want to share? I would say just educate yourself, you know, like. I talk to people and either they don't know anything or then when they come across me, now they're like, oh, I'm going to do my research. Do your research. Do your research. Learn what's best for you. Will 
which will fit with your family, you know, like all of those things. I don't ever want to pressure somebody into something that they don't want to do, you know? Um, and like I said, getting it early, you know, locking in your health, locking in your age, um, to give yourself an opportunity to save money in the long run and not waiting until you need it until you're having facing health issues. Right. What resources do you feel our community needs most when it, when you're speaking about building wealth? I know your industry is, is uh, insurance, but just in general, like what resources do you really think our community needs? Um, education. Education. Yeah. Education. And I think sometimes if you don't have these events where we're having podcasts and, um, um, workshops and things like that, like self-educate, like educate right. yourself, learn how, what this is and what this means, learn about the stock market, learn about buying a home, learn about these things that a lot of communities understand at an early age, right. learn about your credit and how that, how that impacts your life. Yeah. And Google, YouTube university, like there's a lot of information out there. That's what I tell my son and kids I work with. Um, there's a lot of information online at our fingertips. You don't got to go to the library no more. No. You don't necessarily have to talk to the professional. Sometimes you got to weed through mm -hmm. the information. Uh, so if you have somebody, you can talk to a mentor or somebody in that arena that you're trying to learn about. It's always good. Um, some of our other guests have shared, like, you know, really getting a mentor in, in that area to, to be able to help them navigate learning some of that stuff. So uh, how do, how can folks get in contact with you? Um, I'll give you the opportunity to share that. It's also going to be definitely in the description um, and when we market it. Uh, but I want to give you an opportunity to connect with the folks and uh, tell them how to get in contact with you. You can uh, reach me on IG, Tiana Cherie on IG. Um, and then the other information as far as websites will be in the information as well. Okay, cool. So make sure you guys reach out to her website, follow her on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure she'll follow back. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So uh, good information. We appreciate you coming out and joining us uh, to share some of this knowledge with our community. Once again, this is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development, Bill 206. And this is another episode of our Bill Black Wealth podcast. Until next time, peace. <laughs>